Fort! What do we have? So we have. So I'm. I'm. I'm the axe man. One. My, that's my name. <laughs> purely because. Well, that's Mr. Sandman. That that is that's purely tied to the way I hack at the ground. Uh, Chop. That was. It was my steep swing, wasn't it? It was my steep swing. Yeah. Um, steep angle of attack. Yeah. Steep I think, angle. I, of attack. I think I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ed is. What do you Captain Hook. Boy? Captain Hook. Captain Hook, yeah. No. I just can't hit fucking hit it straight. That's the long and the short of it. It's not even it's not even a hook. It, it's a it's, it's a dive. It's like a it's high, a boomerang. Oh, it's a boomerang. Yeah. Left and stays left. Uh, oh, yeah. and comes back round like. You, you should hear Ben's reaction every single time that he's watching Ed from like from behind and he goes. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. And then his voice just goes, oh, no. But he does that <laughs> about 15 <laughs> times around. Every time you just think it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah every time it's clean, it's just... Bit second, it's great. But yeah. What's Ben's name? The Butcher, isn't it? Oh, The Butcher. Yeah, love a good yeah. shank. I hope that has to do with the golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that, that, also, that also came from pursuing someone. I was in a... No, it didn't really. <laughs> be bad. Yeah, your sounds like a better name than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. thought this was a bit of going to like Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, Ben was in an abattoir. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what it was. Uh, Sorry, my the guy from Fresh Meat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Matty, yeah. what was yours? Matty, what was yours? I, wa I was Sandy Lee, because like originally when we started, it was just bunker after bunker. And I <laughs> thought that had gone until the weekend. Beach yeah. So maybe it's back. Spade, I don't know. It? I don't know what it is now. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. I think Fairway Lee was pretty... Pretty good, but not anymore. No, that's that's too good for you. You need like a character assassination. Um, I don't think we've come up with one yet. Maybe when we all play, you know, we all get together and play, you guys can come up with something. Oh, well, uh, making names up for anyone that appears on our channel is our special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got, we've got some, some good ones. In fact, I'm interested to know what your favourite ones are. Yeah. If you can remember them, this is you getting put yeah. on the spot. How well do you do yeah. your research? This I is... can't remember. Yeah, so, so. Right. Joe, 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 quickly. No, no, no. It's it's <laughs> an older it's an older fat guy which you. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, <can't say> fat. <laughs> he's, he's, I hope this is my dad. <laughs> this is going to be Ozzy's dad. This is going to be Ozzy's dad. <laughs> the bald eagle. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fat. Oh, that's oh, unreal. That's John, they get one. Bald Eagle. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was quite recent. Actually, the older fat guy, that's the Bald Eagle. That is unreal. <laughs> oh, that's so I, I can only apologise. Let's just say he's oh, got... Oh, no, please. He's been, he's been called a lot worse. Don't worry about it. He's got presence <laughs> on the tee. Let's just say that. He, he looks oh, like... He's got feet. He's got feet that don't have to stop moving. Strictly dancing, they're coming his way, like... <laughs> Actually, that's like you, Ed. Yeah, it is like Ed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, for, sorry for abusing your father. I didn't mean to do that, but um... <laughs> it's really all right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are there are other, some like some names like Touchy Feely McNeely's one of my favourite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's Weecock Doc, who was raging about it when I told him that's what he was going to be called on the channel. Uh, we've got the beefcake. That's a that's a fan's favourite. Yeah, he still thinks that's a, a slag every time it's said. That we all know a beefcake's a, a gorgeous man. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Nick? 
Wesbian, yeah, it's another one. Wesbian. Uh, we've sure uh, we've actually recently now. got one, a channel, <laughs> maybe a channel first where a viewer has commented. And I don't know if they know this yet, but we're going to change one of the names for Harry. So the, we, we called him Harry Haircut to start with. He came on the channel yesterday or two days ago. And I believe he's now going to be called Harry Potter. Well, again, um, I've abused your family. I didn't mean that. Uh, but I mean, I'll get my mum in. You can slag her off as well if you want. We'll move on. We'll segue without delving too much into assassinations. Um, into um, I'd, you, you boys have probably spoken to it with a few golf pros. You've probably seen it out on the course yourselves. Is golf in the pandemic and what's happened to golf? during the pandemic and from your eyes from what we've seen is a huge uptake in the sport again particularly at a youth level um and what what your thoughts on that is basically take it away scotty uh, i love how you put me in first and then you're just gonna i just know you're setting me up to fail um i well so my course that i play at Calder, we've had like 250 new members um, and since lockdown started, so like it's unbelievable. Like, we've got two courses, and they are full all week, like the the entire way through. You struggle. The only the, the worst bit is struggling to get a tea time. But see, to be fair, like the club, it's only going to help the clubs out mm. because all that money is already getting reinvested in like greenkeeping staff. Um, they're doing doing the clubhouse up, like. Hopefully, like those extra two hundred and fifty members will actually stay for years to come. But it's just like you don't, you don't. The only bad thing is you don't really know where they've come from. If they've come from another club just for a good deal, then that's okay. But they'll probably leave again. But if it's completely new people playing golf, then that's that's great. Like I've I've seen it. I don't. You've probably seen it as well. Um, loads of my mates back home they've all started playing because it was like one of the only things you could do, wasn't it? So people yeah. were just like, oh, I'll play, we'll play golf. And then they, they got into it. Um, it's either that or tennis. And I know which yeah, one exactly. I'd Oh, I don't. Oh, don't start. <laughs> all these, these three boys here, except me, are all tennis nuts, right? My oh, all big tennis It's Matt's profession. It could have been Ed and Joe's probably. It's not now. I don't know. And all we, all I ever hear on the golf course is, oh, just think of it like, think of it like your forehand, or think of it like your backhand. It's like, come on, use use another use another analogy. Best transferable tennis coach in there. Yeah, well, it's just how we relate, I guess. Isn't it? it doesn't help. Uh, us exactly, it's in in principle, he's right. Like the physics is the same. What you're doing, it's similar, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the go- golf's only going to hopefully grow because of this. Everyone, especially like around our age, so we're we're twenty five. So around our age, it's been like a huge number of people have taken up. But it's just like getting them to stay now, which who knows? Who knows whether it'll happen? Like once everyone can get back to football and everything else, whether they'll go back to that or whether they'll stay at golf. But hopefully, it'll be a good thing. I think in I the think short term, yeah. Uh, in the short term, there's such a massive uptake, but golf's probably that one sport that you can't just keep going because it's that frustrating when you just can't get it. 
Like eventually yeah. it will click, but it's going to take possibly years for it to all really click. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, get, yeah, like everyone wants to play it, but everyone wants to play it quickly, and like yeah. they want to be doing what folk do on the TV or doing what Limpress does it called their golf club uh, within within weeks, and it's just it just never happens. Uh, which is the, probably the only bad thing you're going to see, like spikes and then a big fall off when people can go and do it exactly what yeah. they want to do again. I think there needs to be like something in play from the clubs, like an incentive, almost like an incremental rise in fees for like you got this this deal this year, but it's gonna it's gonna continue to struggle for years to come. Yeah. So if you if you just increase the fee up to the normal fee or slightly more than what the normal fee would be with inflation, for like a five year step deal. You're going to keep more folk because it's not that much more money than it was previously. If you just throw it back up to the old price it was and say, right, now you've got a full season, come and play, you're going to get less folk to come back. Mm-hmm. So I, think, I, think, I think you need to look hard at how they do that and just keep it incentivized for folk. Yeah. We've said that before, I think, when we play in places, we've, we've just had a thought, going, imagine if they charge this this much for this, or we're all going, we, we do it, you know, and we are the prime target is fairly young golfers. That's what that's who they want, really. You know, yeah. we're going, imagine if they just did this, we definitely join, or if they just did this, you know, there's all these little things that I'm sure they could do that are probably not that hard, um, that would just grab in people and keep them there. Because, you know, we're, obviously Matt and I are members already at places, but we're not members there because we're devout patrons who want to live and die there. We just, it, it works, it's, it's, it's reasonable, it's they're good courses. Yeah. You know, we're not, but we're all four of us are susceptible to that kind of marketing and those kinds of like you know deals. And there's definitely like definitely ways to get people in, like you say, get people to stay. Um, even things like coaching sessions. Imagine just throwing in a free coaching session every every two months or something. You know, and then people will get better and they'll they'll start to enjoy it because the problem is you'll people start they hack around a golf course, they have a few lucky shots, and then they start realizing that it's not very attainable, and then they'll like you say, they'll they'll walk away then. Um, but if they could, keep, yeah, get a, not even not even maybe monetary, but a physical development kind of thing to keep people staying would be really good. Because yeah, people get bored. I think we've all done that as well. We've all gone through phases. Yeah. I've played my whole life, but I've gone through phases of going a month, playing once a month or once every two months, and being like, you know, all right. To now, where we play, I play four or five times a week, and I'm obsessed. That you know, yeah, you can't get up. Yeah, 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 and you need much. something to keep you ticking over and keep you doing that. So, yeah. yeah there's there's like the other side of it as well like golf's quite i don't know it's seen as like quite an exclusive sport isn't it so mm. especially for all these people that are joining right they might not have like complete golf gear outfits whatever like golf clubs are quite stuck in the past with that kind of thing i know mm. to some people it's quite a big thing but even if you had like i don't know a, even if you had like dress down days like where you yeah. could wear like jeans or something on the course like is it really that is it really that big a deal wearing jeans instead of a pair of golfing trousers like to me if it gets more people playing golf then what does it really like why does it matter if they're wearing jeans yeah like i can understand see if it was like a competition day or a big day for the club or whatever then yeah have your normal like golf attire but on like a a friday afternoon or something yeah try to get get under 30s into the game you don't want to been seen as this big snobby sport that like uh, that'll time. change though i think that'll start to change because you think all the all the all the, the chairman club secretaries all, all the people that are running the courses these days are in that generation where 
that is quite important. I think they do look down a lot of the time, unfortunately, on younger younger golfers and younger players. Maybe I, I, I've, I've never experienced it pers- personally so much, but I think it does happen. But as you start to get slightly younger people taking those positions of like you know, responsibility at clubs and making decisions, I think that might change. Um, and you, and you yeah. see it even on like I think it goes with trends. Even on like if you look at look at the tour, I mean, the trends in clothing and what people's styles, things like that, it's all changing. It's all becoming a bit more modern. And I think that will filter down and start to reflect in clubs as well and courses. Um, but yeah, like, I think that's the best way to put it is a little bit stuck in the past with things like that. Um, but uh, I think that I think that will gradually start to dissipate and become a bit more um, lenient and kinda, modern. You kind of see it at the start already. Like, for example, practice rounds on tour now, you can wear shorts, mm, which was... Yeah. I think it's still ridiculous. You can't wear shorts yeah. when they're playing in such heat. But like, they're allowed to wear that in practice rounds now, and they've got Nike have brought out apparel with no collar on it, which in mm. a lot of clubs is a big hoo ha. But yeah, to be honest, at the end of the day, as long as you're paying a membership to that club, yeah. I think you should be able to go out wearing what you're comfortable wearing. Yeah. Because I mean, you're not representing the club at any point. You're you're representing your character by what you wear on a, yeah. a golf course. And I think that's the only real important thing. To an extent, I, I, there is some limitations to what you can go and wear on the golf course, but yeah, within reason. Just, just respect. It's just respect. Yeah. That's all it's about. You can wear, you're supposed to wear what you want, but if you're going to play loudly, aggressively, abuse the course, uh, you know, verbally abuse other members and hack about, then uh, you know that's fair enough. You don't, you don't need people like that, irrespective of whether they're paying or not. But if you've got enough respect to wear something sensible, play sensibly, and just have a bit of common sense then you know that's all, that's all you need most people and like pretty much every single person like if they're wearing jeans they're like they're still gonna have like a sense of respect just because they put on jeans, jeans or, yeah. or even trackies or whatever doesn't mean they're gonna turn into like a like fucking smacking people with clubs and all that like <laughs> you'll get you'll get obviously folk joining that don't have that kind of respect and they'll go out anyway but that's such just a minority breaking anyway. down that barrier breaking down that barrier to get in, into golf is like something that I think we could could do a lot better but as you say it'll definitely it'll definitely like work its way out when younger people yeah. get into positions I never shed a tear there actually Scotty listening to you speak so much <laughs> thanks thanks guys me, me really too me, me too as well because again you've set me up for another nice segue into what you boys Why? think of the future of golf and I'll bring this in is a this <laughs> I'll bring in Wait, honestly see if we knew the script this would be perfect <laughs> so with Bryson DeChambeau's absolute smash and dash approach on the weekend although he as Ben Daly rightly pointed out he didn't have the longest average uh, drive did he interesting stats um, I'm go- well and great knowledge we'll go straight to the bear for his take on <laughs> DeChambeau and or uh, what he feels like the future of golf is well, I would like to just quickly make a point on, you said the smash and dash style of golf. That is very similar to Scott at the weekend, but unfortunately it doesn't really involve the golf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's tough out there. It's tough out there. You've got to, uh, got to make what you can. Yeah. Of it. So, yeah, in terms of that style of golf, like, did you see, if you've seen what Rory McIlroy said about it, he was, he's taken like, full respect to it. He's taken advantage of what he's got and what he can do with the golf game as it is now. Does he agree with it? He doesn't know. But it's, it's, he's maximised everything he can get out of golf yeah. to the way that he found it best to do. 
talking about like his perception of reality being different between rounds really pisses me off mm-hmm. because <laughs> no one could be that up themselves to yeah. think that this is what's really affecting them on the golf course. Yeah. Granted, he yeah. can smash a golf ball, but well, like he can do it consistently as well, which is the big thing he added. Like if you can drive 320 yards on the fly, you're going to tear most golf courses apart. And it's how you then take that back out of the game without completely overhauling all these golf courses that have been designed back in the, the early 1900s and whatnot. Like you've added as much length as you can squeeze out of the real estate they have right now. And you're going to start yeah. ruining the tradition in these courses if you start like going all the way back or redesigning. Mm-hmm. So it's then you start doing all sorts of other things that that people are not going to agree with, like limiting golf balls, limiting driver speeds and whatnot. But at the moment, Bryson DeChambeau is probably, you would say he's probably the best foreign player in the year, of the year, apart from Dustin Johnson, because yeah. he brought it when it mattered. Apart from that, Bryson's been top five, top tens all year round, which respect him. But you won't get much more than respect him from me about the style of golf that he plays. Yeah, that's that, that's. It's interesting you say that about Rory because I watched that today his interview and he. I think he. I I genuinely think he looked a bit rattled by it because I think he felt a bit helpless in that Rory's a long a long player. You know that's partly yeah. what he's known for, but he does everything else properly and he does it and he plays courses how they, how they should be played I think and he does it I think he does it attractively I don't think watching Bryson DeChambeau play golf is much fun because you, you're kind of cringing at it because it looks so uncomfortable but then it works out and I, he put so much science behind it I think it does take away without saying like too cliche or whatever it is quite a beautiful game and I think when you start doing that to it maybe it becomes less so um, may I rebuttal you yeah. there then? Yeah. May I rebuttal you there? Because I think one of the big draws for me on the weekend watching was to watch Bryson absolutely tank it down the, t- <laughs> down the fairway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But not just that. He has... the other day. If you look at the... Um, if you, I was reading some stats about it and he was sixth or seventh in driving distance. So it wasn't his driving that won him that won him, won him the US Open. It was his short game. But yeah, was, he has... So it's a complete facade, really, because he's not really doing that to win. I think, I think even on his last round where he was, he was still three under. I think on on the final day, um, Matthew Wolf was out driving him most of the day. You know, but nobody noticed that because he doesn't have this big like show of long driver hitting the ball really far. All this sciencey stuff. I don't think it's quite as real, or I don't think it's quite as as it seems. Almost, I think he's actually probably playing a bit more normally. He just looks different, and there's all this hype about it. Um, uh, so I don't know if that's really the case. M- Matty, what are you going to say? Well, like, it, you know, like, he, he gets slated a bit on his putting, I think, sometimes. But actually, when, you know, when you saw his putting on the last day, he had such good feel. So I don't actually just think it's, don't get me wrong, him driving does help. It's not attractive, mm-hmm. really. But actually, when you watch him putt, like, I think there's quite a lot of feel to it. And like Ben said, actually, if he's not driving as far as the others sometimes, which is what Ben's just said, like, he must be making up for it elsewhere. And, I feel like that's where it was. Like there was such good feel. So he, he came out and said, like the the consistency with proximity of the hole with his irons is where he struggles. So he's completely yeah. took that out of the game by just hitting wedges and drivers. So yeah. he's, he saw his weakness and he's got rid of it. Basically, he's like eliminated yeah. his weakness, which every golfer is trying to do. Yeah. Whether it yeah. be whichever way they try and do it, like 
I don't want to splice one into the bushes and I will do whatever I can to not do that. If that means I'm hitting like an iron off the tee, will I do it as much as what Bryson smashes a driver off the tee? Probably not, but yeah. Yeah. You, you do what you can. You do what yeah. you can to win at the end of the day and he, he took the win, so. Yeah, yeah you got to think. I rate him. I, I do, I, uh, this is like so, uh, probably an unpopular opinion. I, I actually rate him. Like the amount of time he puts in to his golf game is unbelievable. Like he's the first person that's ever looked at golf in this way, and like yeah. if you break it down, this is so this is so geeky. What I'm going to say, if you break it down, then like it is just all about maths and physics. Like uh, it's what it is. So if you can, if he if he can make himself, <laughs> as he's probably hating this, if he can if he can eliminate as many variables out of his golf game as possible use the exact same swing of whatever of every club like he's making the game easier for himself in a way like he's taking away loads of different things and i i think it's i think it's cool like it's a completely new way of thinking about it but the only the one thing that i just like can't get on board with is just how slow he is like i think if he took that out of his game that like be sound but yeah i, I think it's cool anyway I, I don't know what Aziz is going to say, but Aziz is probably going to hit the roof. <laughs> you are on the train there to getting a first-class degree in golf from the university and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you saved it with saying how slow he is. <laughs> like five and a half hours to knock a ball around the course. Like We played a hundred holes in probably a similar time to he managed to play that US Open round. Aye, but you've got to say, like, that you... You surely can't say anything about like the work ethic and the way he's looking at the game is completely oh. different. Yeah, the the work that he puts in to being a full time bellend is impressive. You have to give him that. No, but Aye, but you're right. Like, the work, the, the determination, and the the drive to get to where he has been, like that that you have to respect. Like not a lot of folk can do that. Like that's getting out of bed every morning doing exactly what you know you need to do that day without fail, and that. Anyone would want to do it, like, fair enough. But it's just the way it goes about it. Like, be sounder about it. And yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. In his post-match, he was saying... He made everyone wait 10 minutes so he could get one bottle sponsor to sit on the table. And he was... And he was I think they said, uh, someone said, oh, are you going to celebrate? And he was like, so he was so precocious. He said... I don't, he's like, I don't drink, it's just not my style. And it's like, come on, yeah. have a beer, shut up, enjoy. A pump on in the gym, all right, mate, we get it, you left. You've just won <laughs> 10 million pounds, just relax. That's fair, but I think that's, that's what just gets him to where he is, isn't it? Mm. Like, yeah, like he's hard work. There's like, yeah, there's, 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 I mean, he doesn't care what people think about him, which, like, to an extent, it's good, but. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. It's like, if he was a bit more sound, like, people would be a lot more on board with it. But then, I really, was, really thought you were going to say you empathise with him, but nobody gets the way you go about your things. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not comparing myself to Bryson DeChambeau in any I, sense. I really way. want to hear that. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> just, but, just for the podcast, no, but, come on. I'm saying if, if he was more sound, would he, would he be doing what he's doing? I'd, probably not. Yeah. 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 I don't know. yeah, he's he's a winner. You're right. He's a winner. Yeah. He's a major anyway, winner. Woohoo! I've got a poster of him on the wall. 
Can I just ask you, like, an, probably an unpopular question then? So if you, if you compare DeChambeau to what he's been doing now, right? So he's changing the way that he perceives golf and the way he does it. Isn't that what every sportsman does? In okay, ag- ag- agreed. If he wasn't so much of a dick, then and and it wasn't so much of a twat. But like, if if he was less of a twat, would would that would it not be like just revolutionising the game? So like every tennis player, for example, will run round there. Like, who? Yeah, coming out again. Uh, <laughs> well, let me get my racket out. <laughs> so who's a prime example? Who's a prime example? Me. I run round my backhand like no tomorrow because because it's because it's rubbish. So I will do everything I can. And other players will do the exact same thing on tour. They'll, you look at someone like um, Isner. So you, it, it's, basically, it's basically John Isner in golf, right? So yeah. You're not right so serve that. And then comes yeah. to the net 95% of the time. That's all he does. He can't hit a forehand or a backhand to save his life. Yeah, but you don't um, have to be six foot ten to do I don't that. Know, I, point I, out. Yeah. Okay, this is a golf, no. this is a golf podcast. Help. Let's rein it in. Sorry. Well, if the Shambles smashed an ace at the US Open, would you be delighted to see it? Oh, oh. it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the dream come true. Yeah, but that adds to the point. That it's, you've got to do what works for you, because obviously Matthew Wolf, who came, who was obviously second in the US, it's worth mentioning this, was second in the US Open. Completely different style to oh. Bryson. But it takes, but outdrove him. Only, yeah, okay, fine, he was six shots short, but he he was the, the next best thing. Um, and in his post-match, he said that he slept all summer and didn't really play much golf. So they're the polar opposites. And essentially, they've come out with a very similar outcome. So you've got to do what works, I guess. And that's going to fuel him and get him going then. But did he win? I mean, Matt Wolf is a breath of fresh air to golf, I think. But then you could also say that he's not, if you yeah. disagree with my viewpoint on the Shambo, I suppose, didn't you? Yeah. 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 You, just never, you never know, though, do you? Like, if he'd worked as hard as Bryson DeChambeau all summer... Would he have then went out and mm. shot eight under in the US Open? You never know. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Like, that's probably the one thing about golf. Like, the world number one is always is the favourite to win these competitions, but is never going to consistently like dominate. Apart from there's one man that's ever done it, yeah. and it was Tiger Woods. Just revolutionised yeah. golf, and then then eventually golf caught up with what Tiger Woods did, and now we're kind of getting to that point again, yeah. where somebody's going to do something to dominate. Like we all thought it was going to be like Rory McIlroy when he mm-hmm. when he goes on to win like four majors in whatever time period it was. You all think right, he's going to kick on and dominate golf, but but no one's ever grasped that number one spot and said right, I'm here to stay. Like you look at Luke Donald not so long ago was world number one. Lee Westwood has been and yeah. consistently is one of the best players on tour. Tita Green has been world number one. Like, these are all names that now like nobody even. You don't see much of Luke Donald now. Like Lee Westwood plays and he, he ranks very well in tournaments, but you don't see much of him on the TV because he's not playing at that level that yeah. these guys are. Now. But he, his it's golf, just, isn't, it, it's, it, there's nothing special about it in the sense that it doesn't make good TV because nobody. I think we could all watch it and appreciate it. And I'd happily sit and watch four hours of Lee Westwood playing golf. But absolutely. Think, but for the, t- for, for the television, it needs to be Bryson because he's good to watch or well he's different to watch it needs to be tiger because he's a name all the all these characters you know and that's it, it, like i think it, uh, he was top 10 wasn't he lee westwood i think this last week so yeah you're absolutely right it's what people want to see and um yeah it's a huge difference a huge huge difference between people which is good i think that keeps it interesting it'd be it'd be crap if everyone was exactly the same and imagine i mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean sorry michael 
No, it's the same, but that's the thing. Like, you wouldn't turn on the TV and watch it if it was the same people yeah. doing the same thing every day. Like, like, I mean, you you do turn on the TV to see Bryson driving a bomb, don't you, really? Because it is, I mean, for how long for, who knows? But at the moment, that's why people are just wanting to see it. And that's half the reason why we couldn't play golf. If all four of us, when we, play, when we go play around, were exactly the same, it would be so shit because we all know what was going to happen and we'd have nothing to compare against or laugh about. But because we're all completely different in the way we play golf, and I'm sure it's the same for you boys when you guys go play, you've all got different techniques and we, you all think entirely differently. We, we'd all stand over the same shot and, and do something different. Yeah. And that's what keeps it fun. Um, and that's what produces the content which people can laugh at on, on the internet as well. So I think it all ties in, doesn't it? And you need, you need to have that um, individuality, I suppose. So, yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Right. I think that is a very good place to kind of draw this podcast to a close or towards the end. Boys, we'll have a chit-chat after this. I'll stop recording. We'll go on. Uh, but do you boys want to shout out your socials and or your T-shirts and uh, say what's going on? And we'll try and point everyone to your direction in the uh, in the uh, podcast details and whatnot. All six, all six people that watch, we'll get them to come and follow yeah. you. <laughs> um, I- Get them on board. Is uh, I tell you somebody that will be desperate to watch. That'll be my old man. His ears will be burning. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe Smitherman. His address is uh, one. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make sure that your PO box for that fan will get all them letters of uh, complaint off call on you. <laughs> um, don't, don't worry about it. But yeah, let's let's go for the social sky. This is your side of business. I I don't know how I get all the serious stuff and you just get to rip into me, but I don't know how we don't know how we came to that don't know how we came to that agreement. That's what we do with Joe. Joe's no Joe knows what we just make a tit of ourselves and Joe's there to catch it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, I make, the thing is, I make a tit of myself. He like tells me what to do and I'll make a tit of myself as well. Like <laughs> I, I don't know how I've got I'm like a master puppeteer. I just sit and pull the limp wrist strings all day and then you do it like. Scott, go pour a carton of milk over your head. It would be funny. And you've done it. And before you know it, <laughs> it comes our way. Yeah. So, I socials. Uh, ASSL Golf on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, we've got one video coming out every Monday on our YouTube. Um, mainly me versus Azzy, but we're going to start spicing things up in the, the coming weeks. A bit of foot golf in there. Uh, a few different challenges and stuff like that. The TikToks, like, is what it is. Every week, come, uh, every day, essentially, sorry. Come and see us make a tit of ourselves, especially me. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us on the podcast as well, guys. Yeah, oh, thank we, you. We've got some big things planned. That, like, uh, we've got the Sunday series. I don't know if you've noticed that. We, we do a Sunday series where we collab with – we try and collab with as many people as we can across the whole platform. And I'm sure you boys will get your – your go against leg breast at some point <laughs> for that. But uh, like for that, we've recently got a, a trial sponsor on board for that. So my bunker mentality, that's our t-shirt right there. there. Should we go and give them a look? Love it. No, that's right. Who's your caddy? That's, that's the bear. That's good. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, they, they've like come that. on board for that one. Uh, big thanks to them for sending us out some stuff and hopefully that goes well. We've got, uh, got some exciting stuff coming on YouTube. So like tomorrow at Trump, uh, Trump Aberdeen are playing with Seb on golf from YouTube. Oh, fantastic. I mentioned that to the boys before. I said he put something out about playing around there. So that'd be awesome, guys. Yeah. 
he's invited us to come play with him tomorrow, which is massive for us. Like, yeah, it just feels pick his brain about what to do in trying to get the market like we're into. Like that market is unsaturated, we think, and we'd like to fill a bit of that gap, which I'm sure you boys would like to as well. Yeah. yeah. Sure, fantastic. That's awesome. So, yeah, stay tuned for all that exciting stuff, guys, <laughs> and more. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, I think that's a great place to close and say thank you, boys, for coming on. That was fantastic, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you soon in all your adventures. And I'm sure you'll be back on here, and uh, it'll be good to collab in the future as well. So, uh, when we hit 100k, we'll we'll pay you guys a good sum to come on. We'll talk about them, but <laughs> our, our people will talk to your people and you know. We've, we've thoroughly enjoyed our, our time on the podcast, guys, and we are sure that it'll only go from strength to strength. We're forced out guys and limp wrist and myself on the podcast. 